one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Reach out with your feelings. Let go. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Counseling on the Force Center podcast feed, the show that believes absolutely every part of Star Wars is great from a certain point of view. I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. Unfortunately, my normal co-host is on vacation this week, so a small sip of whiskey 
will not be here. I like to think that the small sip of whiskey is having a lovely vacation in Hawaii or something, but really it's just very early in the morning and my co-host can't be here right now as I record. Anyway, a couple of bits of fun business. Uh, This is the second episode that we have our new opening and closing themes by the great Tony Thaxton. Just want to take a second to celebrate that. Tony's work is so great, and he's such a great Star Wars fan with such a wonderful sense of humor and music about him. Tony Thaxton is like if the Star Wars holiday special was really good and was a human being. He loves music, he loves comedy, he loves Star Wars. So go check out his Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash cloudcitysoundtrack. Also, I just realized when I was putting this episode together... It is the 50th episode of Star Wars Counseling, so thank you to everyone who has sent in a grievance. Thank you to everyone who has come to a live version of the show. And most importantly, just thanks to everyone who listened. And when I put the first couple episodes of this out, when people tweeted and said, hey, are you going to keep doing this? And I was like, if you want me to, I will. And here we are 50 episodes later. So thank you to you all. Today, I am tackling two grievances. Not a master and an apprentice grievance, instead a serious grievance, a thoughtful, deep grievance, and a silly, dumb, fun one. In all things, balance. Our first grievance, the meaty, serious one, was sent in by J.J. Hawkins, at J.J. Hawkins on Twitter. J.J. says, I have heard you say you would like to see Anakin as a Force ghost in the next chapter. However, his body does not dissipate and become one with the Force, even if Obi-Wan taught him of the living Force. How can he be a Force ghost? Now, this is a great, meaty, juicy topic, like a great big bantha roast of a topic. I love thinking about and talking about Force Ghosts, so thank you for this opportunity. Now, JJ is correct. I have said many times that I'd love for Anakin to appear in Episode 9. Since Episode 9 is going to be the conclusion of the Skywalker saga, it makes a lot of sense to me to bring back the original Skywalker in some way. And yes, technically, Shmi and her family are the original Skywalkers, but the Skywalker that begins this big Force-sensitive journey. Again, maybe Shmi is Force-sensitive. We'll discuss that more in the future, I have no doubt. I like talking about all Skywalkers, including Shmi, but you all know what I mean. Anakin is the beginning of this Skywalker saga. I feel like the combined story of the prequels and the original trilogy is Anakin slash Darth Vader's story. And I think so far, the story of the sequels is all of our characters wrestling with the shadows of the past and trying to learn from them, but also forging their own new path. Vader and his long, scary shadow were prominently featured in The Force Awakens. Of course, we have the melty helmet and Kylo Ren asking his grandfather to remind him, show him the darkness. And then, of course, the Jedi... And their fall was a big factor in Luke's mindset in The Last Jedi. So of all of the storytelling, particularly of the the prequel era and how the story of the prequel led to the conflict in the original trilogy, the major player we haven't heard from or really about too much is Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker, of course, being different from Darth Vader from a certain point of view. So all that said, I think there are really two questions at play in J.J.'s Great Grievance. First, is Anakin a Force ghost? And second, if he isn't, how could Anakin possibly appear in Episode 9? And now, 
I get to say some of my favorite words in the English language. Let's talk about force ghosts. Is Anakin a force ghost or not? Well, let us collect some evidence. JJ is right. We do not see Anakin's body disappear as we do with Obi-Wan, Yoda, and Luke. Obi-Wan, or many other Jedi, might have talked with Anakin about the living force in general. I believe if Qui-Gon had lived, he would have talked to Anakin about it constantly. It would have been like, shut up, Qui-Gon, I know you like the living force. But, as JJ says, there's no way Obi-Wan actually taught Anakin anything about preserving one's identity in the living force as you merge with the cosmic force, because Obi-Wan only discovered the existence of that ability after the battle with Anakin on Mustafar. And I don't think there's any version of canon in which Obi-Wan tried to fly back to Mustafar and it's like, hey, Anakin, are you still on this uh, shore of the lava river, uh, burning alive and full of hate? Let me tell you about this new power I've discovered. So yes, no way that Anakin knows about this. So Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker and Sith Lord Darth Vader know nothing about this path to immortality that the Jedi have discovered. He doesn't know what the hell Obi-Wan is talking about on the Death Star when Obi-Wan says he'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I, I would think that from Darth Vader's perspective, that's just Obi-Wan talking very weird smack. Maybe it concerns Vader that he doesn't know what Obi-Wan is talking about, particularly since... Obi-Wan uh, is not the one who has constantly been searching for greater power and the power to defy death. That has been Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader's thing. So I like thinking how confused Vader is in that moment. And if Vader had any idea what was going on, if even an inkling of that is what I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine meant that you could retain your existence after death, if Vader knew that, he probably wouldn't have stomped on Obi-Wan's robe as if to say, where the hell is your body that I just cut into? Why why are you not here, Obi-Wan? So Anakin slash Vader has no knowledge or training about this power of immortality. But here's what we know about becoming a Force ghost. It takes years of training, facing your fears and your dark self, all demonstrated in the Yoda arc at the end of Season 6 of The Clone Wars. And we also know that becoming a Force Ghost takes a mastery of being selfless. The power can only be obtained if you wish to live on, not for your own selfish benefit, but to help others. So, if you look at it from a certain point of view, maybe Anakin did everything he had to. He certainly did go through lots of trials, and he did face the dark version of himself by... Uh, being the dark version of himself, Darth Vader, for two decades, and he died in an act of true selflessness, sacrificing himself to save Luke. Like Rose says in The Last Jedi, he won not by fighting what he hated in Palpatine, but by saving who he loved in his son, Luke. Maybe, just maybe, those trials in that act of selflessness was enough to grant Anakin Skywalker the ability to become one with the Force, retain his identity, and become a shimmering blue Force ghost. Because we do see Anakin appear all shimmering in blue right next to Yoda and Obi-Wan at the celebration on Endor. And we, of course, have seen two different versions of how he appeared thanks to George Lucas changing his mind. Uh, and in interviews... George Lucas has said that, well, 
you appear as you were when you were a Jedi. So this is how Anakin looked when he was a Jedi. So that's how he appears. Of course, George also shared the kind of storytelling perspective that he felt like he wanted to see the Anakin that people knew from the prequels and had an emotional connection to instead of a random Sebastian Shaw kind old man. Now, there's some interesting stuff there in Claudia Gray's great story in the From a Certain Point of View novel, which we'll talk a little bit about more. She describes Qui-Gon needing to pull himself together and create the appearance that uh, Obi-Wan expects of him. So it's interesting to think that that might be a way to discuss why Anakin appears this way. Maybe, as a Force ghost, he sort of re-pulls himself together into the version of himself that he wants to show Luke, that he wants his son to see him as he was a young, strong, good Jedi Knight, maybe. Anyway, that's some side speculation on my part. Let's get back to the main point. We know that for at least one moment, Anakin was a Force ghost, but did he stay that way? In the time of the sequel trilogy, is he cognizant of his own existence in the Force? Like all the other Force ghosts, can he appear to people? Could he just pop into Kylo's room, where Kylo is probably standing around shirtless, because I just like to think he's always shirtless in his room? Could the Force ghost of Anakin Skywalker pop in and say, Hey, grandson, no, knock it off. And the answer right now is, I don't know. Nobody knows. We don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Do you know? No, we don't know. And sometimes I find the mystery of not knowing something rewarding and fun because it allows us room to imagine. As I've said before, as a fan, I'm fine with having exact technical information about what an alluvial damper is and how it helps the Falcon, but I think because the Force is so cosmic and complex, some of it should remain a little mysterious. This is a story about incredibly strong and powerful but flawed characters overcoming their flaws to attain an incredibly different kind of existence. You could say a higher level of existence or you could just think about it as an entirely different form of existence. So it makes sense to me that there would be things that can't be explained and shouldn't be clearly articulated because it's an entirely different experience. So let's get into some fun imagining of what that experience might be and how it might be affecting the possibility of Anakin Skywalker appearing in Episode 9. I have a lot of different ideas about what could be going on with Anakin Force Ghost. So let's look at it from a bunch of different points of view and see which, if any, resonate with you. It could be that he just is a Force ghost, like Qui-Gon, Yoda, Obi-Wan, and soon Luke. It could be that he passed the trials and the act of selflessness required, and he attained the power. It would not be the first time Anakin Skywalker had accomplished something in an unorthodox way. Or another option, it could be the power of the Chosen One. It could be that it works entirely different for Anakin because he was born of the midi-chlorians. It could be that the Force created Anakin with a specific destiny and purpose. He was meant to help people. He was meant to do that by bringing balance to the Force. It was the Sith and their manipulation of the dark side that threw the Force out of balance, and Anakin's destiny was to set it right, which he did when he rejected Vader 
destroyed Vader from the inside, and then threw old Darth Sidious down the shaft. A sheave in the shaft, and that's it. Prophecy fulfilled. Maybe, in that moment, the midichlorians, the will of the Force, some other power, rewarded Anakin for fulfilling his prophecy. He was born of the Force, he did what he was created to do, and so the Force brought him home. With his identity, his memories, his experiences intact, so maybe he could help others sometime in the future. A future possibly called Episode 9. Or yet another option. It could be that Anakin would have simply passed into Cosmic Force without retaining his identity, but someone intervened. It's possible that any or all of the Jedi who we know lived beyond their mortal deaths intervened. Qui-Gon, Yoda, or Obi-Wan, or all of them, a big old Force Ghost team-up, could have the power to hold Anakin's being, his identity, together within the Force, to welcome him as he entered the Force and guide him to the path of immortality. I think this idea is interesting for a couple of reasons. For Qui-Gon, Yoda, and particularly Obi-Wan, to reach out to Anakin and help him is a really powerful act of forgiveness. Anakin betrayed them all and plunged the galaxy into darkness for decades. Now, time isn't exactly linear for Force Ghosts. This is established in both that Clone Wars Yoda arc and in those couple of Force Ghost-centric short stories in From a Certain Point of View, but still, the Force Ghosts do function in a linear way sometimes. For example, when Luke was going to face Vader in Return of the Jedi, Obi-Wan thought Anakin was gone. No hope for him, could not see a future where there was hope for Anakin, to the point where he encouraged Luke to just go kill his father. That's the only way forward. So imagine, even as a Force Ghost, Obi-Wan's shock his relief, his guilt, his joy to see that he was wrong, that Luke triumphed only because he reached out to save his father rather than kill him. And as a result, Obi-Wan gets to see his friend, his brother, Anakin, reappear in the light when he never thought he could. To me, it's sort of beautiful to imagine Obi-Wan reaching out to his old friend, and it reinforces a lot of the thematic storytelling across the prequel and original trilogies about attachment. The Jedi were too harsh, thinking of intimate connections as only a danger that could lead to fear of loss and open the door to the dark side. Arguably, this only pushed Anakin toward said dark side. But then, in the original trilogy, Luke learns the power and strength of attachment. His bond with Leia is what saves Luke on Cloud City. Then they all go to save Han from Jabba because he was just as important to them as the whole rebellion. And ultimately, it was Luke's desire to form an attachment with his father that saved them both. For Obi-Wan to see all of that, realize all of that, and reach out to help Anakin, not only because Anakin succeeded in fulfilling his destiny, but because Obi-Wan loved him and wanted to see his old friend again even within the twisty, mystical space of the Force, to have Obi-Wan say, Yes, this is my attachment. I have an attachment to Anakin Skywalker, and I do not want to let him go. That would be interesting and powerful and cool to me. I think a lot of that also goes for Yoda and Qui-Gon, but for me it's particularly powerful when I think of Obi-Wan being the one who reaches out. 
Yet another, another idea is that Anakin was a Force ghost on Endor, but uh, that was it. That he appeared briefly, via his own triumph, the will of the Force, the assistance of his fellow Jedi, and then he just drifted away. He basically just needed to appear to Luke, to show Luke his true self, his true identity as a Jedi, and then he let go of his individual identity without anger or fear and truly became one with the vast cosmic force. Still another, another idea is that Anakin is a force ghost, yes. He's just not a chatty one. Uh, again, Claudia Gray's story about Qui-Gon has a great description of how much effort it takes for Qui-Gon to leave this sort of blissful state of being one with the force and reform himself into this physical world appearance and identity of his old mortal self in order to appear to Obi-Wan, because that's what Obi-Wan needs to see in that moment. But for Qui-Gon, it's effort in remembering what it's like to have this form. I like this idea a lot, because it makes the Force Ghosts more mystical, and it explains why they're not always right there, shimmering in blue, ready to go, why Yoda and Obi-Wan are not constantly backseat driving every little thing Luke does. Instead, it makes sense of how they appear in the films, that they appear when they feel they truly must, when they are absolutely needed. So it could be that Anakin is a Force ghost. He is enjoying being one with the Force. He is aware of all of the past, all of the possibilities of the future. But Anakin, for some reason, just has nothing to say, nothing worth reforming his Jedi body and appearing before anyone. Maybe he doesn't feel that Luke ever needs him. Maybe he thinks his son has this under control and is making better decisions than he did, so why would he need to pop up to give him advice? Maybe he feels like he'd be a hypocrite if he tried to give Luke advice. Now, this is, of course, a big thorny issue, because if you accept that Anakin is a Force ghost and he just hasn't bothered to say anything, um, when Luke was training Ben Solo and things were going sideways with Snoke's influence on Ben, that would have been a really... 100% perfect time for old Anakin. I fell to the dark side and it did not go well for anyone Skywalker to make a visit to the mortal realm and maybe share some wisdom. And again, the canon and our imaginations get to be blissfully open right now. So who knows? Maybe Anakin did appear before Ben Solo. Maybe he did appear in commune with Luke. Maybe he tried to talk Ben out of it and it didn't matter. Maybe he tried to guide Luke and it didn't matter. We could still get that story or we could never get that story. We just don't know and that is okay. The point is Anakin could be a force ghost who is just not taking any calls or making any visits. He's a real indoor kid of force ghosts. So those are many different ways of looking at whether or not Anakin is truly a force ghost and I'm sure there are a million more fun ideas out there. So, let's move on to how he could show up in Episode 9. First off, he could of course just be a Force ghost, and he finally decides he has something to say. I feel like the story of the sequel trilogy is about both Rey and Kylo, but I think a lot of the final movie in the Skywalker saga will focus on the character with the mighty Skywalker blood flowing through their veins, the guy with two names, neither of which is Skywalker, but still, Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. It makes sense to me that 
the story of episode 9 will at least partially be about his path to redemption, if that path even exists. He's been fighting the light since The Force Awakens. The act of killing his father unbalanced him. He couldn't bring himself to fire on his mother. He doesn't want to be alone. He's reaching out to Rey, and yet... Even though he's fighting the light, he has done so many terrible things. It truly raises the question, can he be redeemed? Now, if there's anyone who knows a lot about that path, who also happens to maybe be a force ghost, it's Anakin Skywalker, his grandfather. You know, a lot of fans have theories that it's not just about the strength of the force ghost, but it also takes a very sensitive, uh, force-sensitive person to commune with the spirits that have moved on. So maybe Ben Solo calls upon his true grandfather, not Vader, but Anakin. And maybe Ben needs to be in a place of power in the light in order to reach out and connect with Anakin. And even if Anakin is not a force ghost, if he just appeared briefly on Endor and then moved on, there are still lots of ways for the character of Anakin Skywalker to be a presence in Episode Nine. We've already seen Rey have a Force vision, so maybe if Ben slash Kylo gets his hands on that broken hero's blade or kyber crystal, maybe he would have a vision just like Rey. Maybe he would have a memory of Anakin. Or it could be as simple as a hollow recording. We already saw the emotional heft of R2 counseling Luke with a well-timed hollow recording. Many people feel that R2 is the true hero of the Skywalker saga, Maybe that all comes home in episode 9. I think R2 is lousy with hollow recordings of Anakin. So maybe there is a meaningful moment of a young Anakin before he fell to the dark side that could affect Kylo. Maybe a moment with his wife Padme. Hell, I would be happy to see a whole movie of R2 playing emotionally significant hollow recordings for the entire Skywalker clan. But it is fun to think that in episode 9, R2 gets his leg rockets repaired, and just at the pivotal moment of the entire saga, he flies in, lands in front of Kylo Ren, plays a hollow recording of Anakin, galaxy saved. That won't happen. It's just fun to picture. Anyway, another possibility, and frankly, in some ways, the most exciting, is the one that we just don't know exists. I like that the Star Wars galaxy is ever-expanding, particularly when it comes to mystical things like the Force. In the new movies and TV shows, we've seen so many cool new things that we just didn't know before. But for me, they all track, they make sense, they fit with the mythos and the spirit of Star Wars. We saw the world between worlds, the more sentient nature of kyber crystals. We saw Yoda as a Force ghost summon lightning. We saw just new abilities like Kylo freezing people's whole bodies in the air, Snoke's Force times Skyping group chat abilities, and Luke's massive mind trick to project himself on crate. Personally, I would love to see more things that I am not expecting, that I couldn't expect because someone else just dreamt them up and they came out of that person's imagination and personality, and yet they fit within the whole oeuvre of Star Wars. Maybe Ben travels to a place like Mortis and he has a vision of Anakin there. Perhaps Luke, as a powerful Force ghost, can summon and reform his father's identity within the Force, so it is an entire chain of Skywalker lineage making some sort of impact on the events of Episode Nine on the soul of Ben Solo. Perhaps when Jedi bond with their blades, 
there's some transference, and there's just a little bit of Anakin's soul that still lives in that shattered kyber crystal. Maybe it was partially Anakin crying out to Rey that she needed to pick up that blade. Perhaps the clash of light and dark side energy within Ben Solo is so powerful, so unique, that it rips open the fabric of reality in a way no Force user has ever done before. Or perhaps Anakin can only appear to Ben Solo when Ben is at peace. Maybe one of the last shots of the movie will be Ben Solo, marooned for all of his crimes. Maybe on Octo, who knows? And we see him, finally at peace, and he communes with Luke, and there, suddenly, appears Anakin. Perhaps Anakin has the unique ability to appear in multiple forms, and he'll be played by both Hayden Christensen and archive footage of Sebastian Shaw. That one also won't happen. i just like to say it out loud to imagine the confusion and discussion it would create. Or maybe the memory, the symbol, the power of Anakin Skywalker is evoked in some just much more basic way. Maybe someone has an old poster of Jedi hero Anakin Skywalker and Ben Solo sees it hanging on a random Rodian's wall. I like the idea that the Republic would have made propaganda posters for the war and Jedi would have hated that, but they would absolutely be collector's items. Anyway, my point is, I think there are a lot of creative and interesting ways that Anakin could appear in Episode Nine, and almost all of the ways he could open up more and more fascinating vistas for Star Wars and Force Ghost conversation. For me, the most important thing is that it makes sense that Anakin would appear in a story that is at least partially about redemption, a story that is about the balance between light and dark, a story about wrestling with the past and trying to find a way to move forward, and the conclusion of a nine-movie saga about how the Skywalker family keeps going through an amazing cycle of saving and destroying the galaxy. The tagline for The Phantom Menace 20 years ago when we met young Anakin Skywalker was, Every saga has a beginning. To me, it makes sense that the spirit of Anakin Skywalker would be there as the saga ends. All that said, I will also be okay with it if Anakin just doesn't show up at all, because I want to use the good and valuable lessons of the Jedi. I want to let go of my preconceptions. I want to be mindful of the future, yes, but not at the expense of the moment. I want to train myself to let go of all that I fear to lose. So that's why I want Anakin to be in Episode Nine, and many possibilities of how he could be in Episode Nine, and also me working on my acceptance if Anakin is not in Nine. And that is the great thing about Star Wars. It's easier to accept that something you want to see in a movie might not happen, because then you can just start hoping it happens in a TV show, or a book, or a comic book, or the back of a trading card, or a ride in a Disney park, or maybe even Bob Iger will just act it out on a Disney stockholder's phone call. Always in motion is the future. Anyway, Great grievance, great question. Thank you so much for sending that in. That is our first meaty grievance. And here's our second, shorter, less serious. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Prevence. Just joshing at that guy from MD says, I want to thank you for answering my last two Star Wars counseling tweets. I'm ready to give you my most serious question of them all. Why was Qui-Gon so insistent on Jar Jar coming along for every part of episode one? I get navigating the Naboo Sea, but why the desert shops? This is a great question. Now, Jar Jar was of use to the Jedi, going down to Odagunga, of course, and then to navigate through the planet core. But from there, why? Why Jar Jar always why? Yes, good question. I think after that, Jar Jar just gets swept up into events, but more importantly, he had a life debt with Qui-Gon. Now, I don't know exactly how Gungan life debts work, but perhaps Qui-Gon was just being very respectful of Jar Jar's culture. He certainly wasn't just going to leave him there on Naboo to be murdered or captured by battle droids, so they all get on the ship. Ship has to land somewhere. They land on Tatooine. Jar Jar maybe wants to go with Qui-Gon, and Qui-Gon is just saying, all right, I understand it is your life debt. You want to be near to me. I will respect this. Or maybe the life debt works a different way. Maybe Jar Jar could only fulfill his life debt by returning the favor and saving Qui-Gon's life. 
so maybe Jar Jar was going into Mos Espa with Qui-Gon as a sort of bodyguard. Now, if that's the case, Jar Jar did a horrible, crappy job, as we all know. He could not even keep Qui-Gon alive for one movie. Terrible, terrible job on the life debt, Jar Jar. But another possibility, perhaps Qui-Gon, being a more open and flowing Jedi, being the sort of the dude abides of the Jedi, maybe Qui-Gon was curious to observe the ways of a species he hadn't interacted with as much. And he was just curious to see, who is this Gungan? Uh, what is he like? Maybe he took sympathy on him as being an outcast. Maybe he related to that outsider perspective. Maybe Qui-Gon also just wanted to expand Jar Jar's horizons by having him see another world, another civilization. Maybe it would help Qui-Gon to see Tatooine through fresh eyes. Fresh eyes floating, bobbing around up there on the ice docks. Fresh view of Tatooine for Qui-Gon. Or perhaps... And this is the one that makes the most sense to me. Qui-Gon thought he would look less like a Jedi if he had an odd being like a Gungan with him. He would blend in better in Mos Espa with Jar Jar by his side. Basically, Qui-Gon was using Jar Jar for cover. After all, Qui-Gon didn't want Padme to come along because he was concerned about her safety. Not a thing he ever seemed to have mentioned with Jar Jar. I mean, don't get me wrong. If Jar Jar had been in physical danger, Qui-Gon would have protected him, I know. It was just not his specific mission to protect Jar Jar the way it was to protect the Queen and Padme, who he didn't even know was the Queen at that point. Anyway, all that said, here is my favorite idea. I don't think it's the most accurate, but it's my favorite. Qui-Gon tries to live in the present moment, but he does think ahead, meditating quickly is the best meditation is done quickly that's a joke he saw two paths ahead of him one in which this strange but kind gungan comes with him into mos espa and another darker path a path in which jar jar stays on the ship and constantly fumbles trips sticks his tongue in things and unwittingly sets off a chain reaction of clumsy mishaps that blows the ship apart, killing his Padawan Obi-Wan and the woman Qui-Gon still thought was the queen and the chatty pilot, all of them dead. Qui-Gon couldn't take the risk that the clumsy Gungan would destroy the ship and so off to Mos Espa he goes. Those are all some fun and weird deep thoughts but when I really stop and think about it, I really think it is just the life debt thing. I think it is just kindness and empathy from Qui-Gon. Jar Jar wants to come with. He has this bond with Qui-Gon, and Qui-Gon says, sure, fine. But man, what a fun, specific, weird little grievance. Thank you so much for sending that in. We won't truly know the answer, of course, to that grievance until episode 9 comes out and Anakin Skywalker's Force Ghost appears just to tell us some random facts about the life of Jar Jar Binks. Can you imagine? Ben Solo, broken, desperate, on his knees, pleads to be visited by his grandfather. A ghostly, shimmering form of Anakin Skywalker appears and says, Ben, my grandson, heir of the Skywalker legacy. Did you know Qui-Gon took Jar Jar into Mos Espa with him because he thought he could maybe sell Jar Jar's vest for extra money? And credits roll, 
and the internet explodes. And Ben Solo just weeps. Anyway, again, not an actual prediction. Just something fun to think about. Thank you so much to both JJ and Just Joshing for the fun grievances. It was great to celebrate this 50th episode of Star Wars Counseling with such a fun balance of a grievance that is uh, deep and meaty and thoughtful about how Star Wars mysticism works, what is the meaning and identity and power of a Force ghost, and eh, what's the deal with Jar Jar? Two great grievances. So please send in your grievances or deep dive questions if you have them. Please use the hashtag Star Wars Counseling. That's counseling spelled with an S when you use the hashtag. That makes it much easier for me to find the grievances as I'm preparing episodes. And speaking of finding things, you can find me on all the social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can check out my other podcast, Obsessed. That is all on josephscrimshaw.com. If you are in the Los Angeles area, you can go to my website, like I said, josephscrimshaw.com, and check out that live shows page. Uh, Soon I'll be a guest at Gallifrey One, the big Doctor Who convention, and I got a bunch of live shows coming up right here in Los Angeles. You can also check out the adult swim show Tigtone that is currently airing that I am a writer on. It is a great, big, weird fantasy mashup, so go check that out if you like strange fantasy comedy. You can, of course, also like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as at Force Center Pod and buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can support our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Force Center. We have some new stuff coming on the Patreon very, very soon. And until next time, as Han Solo once said in a moment of brutal honesty, I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. That's it for Star Wars Counseling. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.